click. Who you fan? Who you sit? Who you gang? Who you rip? Fuck em all, fuck em all, that my child. That my crew, that my clip. That my fan, that my sit. That my gang, that my rip. Fuck em all, fuck em all, that my child. Yeah, yeah, that my child. Yeah. Pride in the trash bin, too much ego in the captions. Don't get swept up like a Tesla, you ain't really need the gassing. Hate to see my niggas clashing, hate to plot, love the casting. Try and catch a nigga lacking, bet the tribe will outlast them. Every nigga got an accent, and a funky way of dancing. And we get to what I passion, and they still afraid of blasting. Niggas try to split a fraction, small money for the trapping. Stadiums full of vibranium in the land of the black skin. And it's time that we cashing, feel the hunger like I'm fasting. Let's think more action, I'm so motherfucking tapping, black star line of captain, Babylonian assassin, fake woke niggas napping, tuck them in like a napkin, that my tie, that my crew, that my clip, that my fam, that my sis, that my gang, that my rip, fuck them all, fuck them all, that my tie, yeah, yeah, that my tie. That should be my battle cry. That should be my alibi now. Yeah. Travel by, travel by. I am I by and by. That my child. They tryna conquer all the child. We laugh and multiply the pie. Let them try, let them try, let them try. Fuck them all, fuck them all. That my child. Yeah. Hey. That my child. Yeah. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. I am E5 Bayo. Grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, pillow, a blanket. Hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, something cold, some water, some tea, some juice. Hell, it's three o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. And for the young lady that hit me up and said, oh, in your podcast, you one time said six. It can be three or six. Thank you for the listen. And thank you for sharing, and I can't wait to tune in to your podcast, okay? Now, before we go on, 
October 1st is National Hoodoo Heritage Month. It is time for the root workers, the seers, the healers, those two-headed conjure workers to shine in the light. For 31 days, clap, pat yourself on the back. You get a round of applause. We get to salute our ancestors, those that came before us. We get to tell the stories of Momo and Papa and Titi and them, of our cousins. We get to share our family history. And for those that want to support a sister like me, I have a conjure spell book on Amazon called Gather Around the Kitchen Table and Other Stories. It says sharing stories and works for those that took a place around the kitchen tables. A disclaimer now, this book is a memoir. It reflects the author's present recollections of experiences over time. Some names and characteristics have been changed. Some dialogue has been recreated. Any resemblance to actual persons living or dead or actual events is purely coincidental. Because this is a book of memory and memory has its own story to tell, but I've done my best to make it tell a truthful story. Please note that I don't make any guarantees for the outcomes or results for general informational purposes only. The use of these stories is solely at your own risk, which we do not warrant, endorse, or assume liability for. Yours truly, Ephi Bayo. Now we got one. They're different topics, but it comes with so much is packed in these books. Spells, psalms, little root work. Says, I'll read you a little bit. A mother's love is magical. Today I prayed for your love, Barbara. That's my mama. Growing up in South Jamaica, Queens was a different kind of vibe. We learned about life at an early age and so many other things. Yet we survived by being honest with a strong backbone and having the common sense that the good Lord gave us. That didn't always work out for everyone, nor did it apply to every situation. Most folks. And the younger generations were not the same, on the same page. For most things, yet they had an understanding about the do's and don'ts for life. For instance, you helped the seniors with their bags, you respected the mom and fathers of your friends, and you respected the root workers of the neighborhood. Those were the ones you went to for help with your problems or challenges. They helped you make it right, make it better, or have some removed from your life. These were the folks that kept a low profile and went to church. They hid in plain sight because those that were scared or ignorant of what or who root workers were would cause a problem, cause trouble for them and their families. See, back in those days, they would file fake or false reports to child protective services or spread evil gossip about them. You have to remember that these folks had families and partners as well. So keeping a low profile or having selective clientele was a must. Yeah, they could have worked those gossiping folks or blocked them. Yet most of the negative people doing the talking were blood relatives. So you just learned to keep your family and your work separated. Most workers that I knew back when I was growing up had to protect their babies from the backlash that would come their way also from the ignorant people. It's still true today. I see how folks that were blood-related do the most horrific things, or at least try, to which created a boomerang effect, and they end up only hurting themselves.
I remember when my brother had gotten locked up somewhere in D.C. and my mother couldn't find him or anything that had happened to him. He wasn't in the system just yet. She didn't have any information. She had, all she had was her son had gotten arrested in D.C. in a hotel full of drugs. Then someone came and told us a little about what had happened to my brother. Well, it wasn't helpful, nor did it help my mama towards anything that would tell her where her child was. The look she had, the trip she had to take knowing that her health was not in the best at that time. Yet she still went. But before she went to D.C., she had to do some things to open the doors and get the help she needed. I was kind of young, maybe 17 years old. I knew some stuff, yet to us, it was normal. So we overlooked a lot of things my mom would do, like talking to her mom or her grandmother. Now, they were both dead in the physical form, but yet in the spiritual sense, they would communicate daily. We just took it as normal. So outside, she would go at night to do her thing, and she would sleep on the couch certain times. We would take the packages to folks with the instructions of don't look in the bag or stop anywhere else. Go straight to such and such house first. And best believe, we followed those instructions to a T. My mama went to great lengths to make sure my brother was okay and that she got to see him while she was there in D.C. First, my mama would travel to, New to Louisiana at least three times a year. I ain't got my glasses on, but I wrote it, so I know. <laughs> she always brought dirt back with her. I remember seeing the dirt and asking about it. She told me that, as long as our blood runs through that dirt, we will be connected to our family and our kinfolk. I just shrugged my shoulders and was like, okay. It would be many years later when I understood what she meant about the blood and the dirt. So my mom traveled and you know, you know, my pops didn't complain. He never said anything out of order. He didn't stop her. He didn't say it was a waste of time. Because when she said Nan and Medea came to her in a dream, we all, even my pops, took it as gospel. The gospel in our family meant the truth of whatever was said. So she went, and it was late for her to visit anyone, let alone my brother, and the office was closed. If y'all want to hear more about it, it's on Amazon. It's called Gathering Around the Kitchen Table and Other Stories, a conjure and a spell book. I got many more in the wings. And I know I'm going to have some trial and error, but I'm happy that I get to tell this story. And I'm happy that October 1st is right around the corner where you get to shed light on your ancestors and all of the works and things they embedded in you and they taught you. So pat yourself on the back and prepare. Now, I still have All Things Spiritual on Patreon. If you want to go and sign up, you can become a part of the village. I teach only on Patreon now, which I think is so much better. And you get to learn. I also have the Weekend Warriors where you will learn defensive magic to protect your family and the ones you love. Not to get revenge, but to protect I need for people to be self-sufficient. 
You don't need to call the root worker, the conjurer, the priestess, the, the tarot card reader. You don't need to call them for everything. Some things you can just fix yourself. But if you knew the recipe and you knew what you were doing and you had those tools, you wouldn't have to call on everybody. You can do it yourself. Your kitchen is your lab. Your bathroom is your healing place. Your bedroom is where you relax. I utilize every room in your house. Baby, no, it doesn't have to look like the museum because you can hide things in plain sight. And people think it's decor. They won't know. Common sense. Yeah, common sense is great. It ain't common for everybody. But I want you to know that you have the tools to work with. Okay? So, make sure you understand that October is National Hoodoo Heritage Month. And I post little things here and there about it. But mainly everything will be inside of my Patreon. So, if you want the real juicy gossip, the real, not even gossip, the real meat and potatoes of how to do some things. You will go over there and sign up. It ain't like my other classes. Nah, baby, this is a little bit more. This is, this is what's been passed on to me. I don't have a problem with sharing my pictures of my ancestors and knowing where I come from. I don't know how to make things up. I ain't got no salt and sugar on my tongue. And my family show has been very visible on my page as well as my life. And you hear the stories of my parents. No, they weren't great. They weren't grand, but they were mine. I was born with them and into them. So I'm grateful to share those stories of them. As long as there's breath in my body, I'm going to talk about them. And I want you to talk about yours. Don't have your ancestors' names and stories be swept under a rug. No, I and I even talk about the bad ones. Child, I share it all. Ain't no, there's no, oh, I only talk about this. No, because I want you to know that family comes with everybody. The crackheads, the dolphins, the prostitutes, the incest, the rapers, all that. I had them all in there. And as the South, if you know, we put ours on the front porch. We ain't scared of them. We put them right there on the front porch so the world can see. We give them a chicken sandwich, some sweet tea in the fan. Sit right here so the world can see you. That's what we know. We don't be ashamed of who's our family. They were given to us by God. Now, some of them, yeah, you got to have a little bit more patience than others. And some of them, you just got to shake your head and say, God, you, you sure you had the right person to put blood relations with? Right? We don't question it because he has his own agenda. So we love those that we can, and we step back and feed the other ones with a long handle food. Don't mean that we don't love them. Right now, we just can't tolerate them. We ain't got, they ain't got the sense the good Lord bless them with, and we ain't got the patience to just keep on sitting there going back and forth. Your peace is above everything, so protect it. Make sure you secure it. But I definitely want you to share your stories about it. And that goes into the conversation that I want to have today. Your character is everything. Your village and your tribe is everything. My mother and them, and that's why I picked that song. My mother and them have friends, but they have friends that cultivated that friendship, that love. See, if they saw your man out there doing something that's unseemly, 
they're going to take them to you. Or, and God bless the woman that they with. Because <laughs> she's going to get took too. See, those women didn't back down. And some of them was under five. Some of them like 4'11". Those were the ordinary ones. See, my mother had stars. She had Frost. She had Big Ella, Little Ella. She had Nora. She had Charlene. She had Gloria. She, she had Eloise. I mean, she had so many. She had Belle and Anne. She had Joanne, Nancy, and Mickey, and Miss Rooney. She had Diane's mom. She had Bruce, Donald, Henry, Monroe, Pee Wee, Eddie. She had Sydney. She had Randy. All of them now since long gone. But baby, that friendship, that your character says everything when you walk in the room. And I, let me explain, right? Share a story with y'all. Growing up, we all lived on 160 and 110. It wasn't a grand block, but it was our block. All the houses, people worked or they found a hustle. They did something. My mother played numbers. She did a few things. She did hair. You know, she worked at the candy factory. She worked at the diner. You know, my pops, he cleaned supermarkets. He traveled by playing his music. He worked for the airlines. She worked for the airlines, you know, doing the food. They worked at the, the metal factory that used to be over there on South Road or up there on South Road where they would make those ashtrays and all that. Everybody and their mother worked at there. So you already knew they were, everybody was upstanding. They had their disagreements, but we agreed to disagree and we respected one another. We helped raise each other's children. You know, your kid ate at my house, I ate at their house. You know, we we knew it. you acted it's unseemly or you did something that was wrong. We're going to call your parent or we're going to go and knock on that door. But before we go there, we're going to pop your ass if you get out of line. Mother Silk and all of them, right? Always gave us good words of encouragement, told us the whole nine. So there was a family that moved on our block and they were horrific. They did horrible things and the dudes that they were sleeping with, they would try to rob the younger kids and, you know, bully them and do all of that. And the girls, they wanted to fight them and do all of that. Well, <clears throat> my mother, whoever came to her door, she fed them. She didn't go outside looking for people because some people, you know. My mother believed if they didn't offer, don't ask. That, that and definitely we, we are that. Right. If you ain't offer or you didn't ask for our help, we ain't showing up. Now you ask, we're going to come in. We're going to see what you've done. And then we are filling the gaps. But we ain't going to work harder for your fucking problems that you created harder than you do. Nah, we don't do that. So, you know, whenever somebody need help, my mother would be there. And whenever we need help, they'll be there. Right. Or if I, kids, you know, my brother got arrested, all that. Like they looked out, they brung food, they did all that. So, and when my brother got killed, man, that block stood 10 toes deep, for real. It was never an empty day in our house. And even after, because you know how after people die, people going about their business, nah, every single fucking day for a year, our neighbors and everybody stood with us, 10 toes deep, real talk. And that says a lot about a person. So... This dude named Earl that was sleeping with one of the girls, they tried to fight my brother, man. And happy birthday, because today is my brother's birthday as well, right? So they tried to fight my brother, man, and take his money. And my brother, he didn't, he didn't back down. 
right? So then they tried to jump him. So my brother, he ran and came to the house because we going to go where family is. Amen? Amen. So he got to the house. So we all standing outside, right? So my sister Denise is fighting one of the girls. And, you know, Earl and them is out there. So everybody thought my oldest brother, Robert, wouldn't fight. But he's not the person that he will fight you. He's going to want to talk first and find, you know, some solutions. But early in them, they was like, ah, he a faggot. Yeah. So Robert, when I tell you, my brother Robert then was maybe like 140 pounds. He had Big Earl. Everybody was like kind of scared of Big Earl. Big Earl was like, shit, 200 and something going on 300 pounds. He was sleeping with one of the girls. So Big Earl came and everybody moved like, oh, he going to kill Robert. He going to kill him. My mother looked at my brother. She said, you do what we taught you to do. And you better whoop his ass. Well, lo and behold, I tell you, God is good all the time. All the time, God is good. My brother Robert beat the shit out of Earl. Had Earl crumbled up on the goddamn ground. But what was amazing was the potters, the mother silks, the Broughtons, Everybody on that goddamn block and in that goddamn community came to our house and stood with us 10 toes deep. They said, we here. They, it wasn't no, we going to go over there and talk to them because everybody and their mother tried that. We going to go and talk to them or we would try to find a way. And the mother couldn't keep the daughters or the daughters that they were sleeping with, the dudes, under control. But when the community came together, the mother saw that. And she said, y'all don't hurt my daughters. She said, and these boys, they can't come back here. But what was amazing was, I remember, God bless his dad, John and them, right? My brother, Horse, and we was all out there. So Earl comes and my mother came outside and she said um y'all ain't y'all ain't gonna be standing in front of my goddamn house being disrespectful i don't care if y'all over there sleeping with them damn girls y'all well she said wenches she said i don't care if you over there sleeping with them wenches y'all ain't gonna come here and do it here so earl was like fuck you she said you mamie's boy she said i know you what now the crowd went quiet god bless the dead john he wasn't with his brothers and them because I think if he was with Pap and them, he would have said a different story. So John sitting there showing off in front of the little boys that was there because John was in love with one of the young sisters. He said, I don't give a fuck. She said, oh, and I know your mama. We play bingo every goddamn week. My mother grabbed her bag while they all standing there. Grabbed her bag, went to Maine, which was her mama. Went over there. Mamie sitting outside. She said, girl, what you playing today? She said, I ain't come for that. I came for about your boy. She said, he around the corner because he's sleeping with those wenches over there. She said, wait, what? So Earl and them now, they walking behind. So his mama standing out there. She said, yeah, because he told me to bitch mind my bitch. She said, what, Bobby? She said, hold on. She said, Earl. Earl came over there. <laughs> I remember I was little, but I was standing there. Earl came over there. She said, now what you say to this woman? He said, you don't, she said, uh-uh, what you say to this woman. So all the boys are standing around. She said, y'all take y'all asses home. Get on from in front of my house. So I'm standing, I'm looking at Earl because, you know, he out in the street. He the, he the man. Can't nobody tell him shit. So it is mama. Big woman, right? Not in tall, but in weight-wise. 
She said, Mamie, girl, you know I don't come around here passing no mess. She said, but that boy right there. She said, now he done tried to rob my son. And my other son put a whipping on him now. She said, we, we ain't going to do this. She said, uh-uh. She looked at Earl. She said, let me tell you something. I can't make this shit up. She said, let me tell you something. She said, when your daddy was in there and we didn't have nothing to eat, she said, where do you think that food came from? She said, that came from Bobby and them. See, they used to call my mother Bobby, right? My pops. And they used to say, we go into Bab's house, which was Billy and Bobby's house, right? Short for Barbara, but they called it Babs. She said, who you think was helping us? She said, how you think we got that goddamn job over there? She said, now I know you lying. And I know you're going to stand here and appreciate and apologize. She said, girl, you need anything done around your house or anything? She said, no, I got it. She said, but thank you, baby. Now, we left there and we go to John's house. God bless the dead. John and passed away. His mama passed away too. Papa and them can do and them are still alive. I love all of them. We go around there. Now, Pap and all them sitting on the step. They were like, hey, little girl. I was like, hey. They was like, yo, where your brother at? I said, he's somewhere around here. She said, where your mama and them at? She said, all right. So, John in the back. He come running out. I didn't, I didn't. Pap and them looked at him. He said, what happened? I said, oh, he was out there cursing out everybody and tell everybody to suck his dick. I said, because, you know, he go, he like, what you call him, sister over there? Baby. They all whooped his ass from the brother to the mama. Whooped his ass. Whooped his ass. And when my brother got killed, those brothers was big, but when they walked through the door, baby, they told my mother, they said, we want to bury our pictures because they took pictures with my brother. She said, no, baby, because y'all will be the next ones to go. She said, but I'll hold it. And he said, we got to put something with them. She said, just come and give your love and your support. And they rode with us to the end, baby. They were. But it's your character. And they, see, everything don't need to be broadcast. Everything don't need to be said or told. Now, if people, if I do something nice with somebody and they want to share, that's on them. Because I don't. I don't. I do not. Because confidentiality is everything to me. But your character should speak volumes about you. Here it is. These cheering. These chaps, as my mother said, out here being disrespectful over some wenches that they smelling they little three heads behind, as my mama would say. And you sitting here arguing with someone and you don't know who that someone is affiliated with. You don't know none of that. And for your own mama and them to say, uh-uh, no, you fucking lying. This lady stood by us when we didn't have nothing. Are you crazy? I know, What? So I remember, and then the mama, she was like, you know, I'm going to get them straight. I'm going to get them. And they were mad. Oh, them hotel heifers was mad. But what they couldn't do was change. Not people's mind. I don't care how much pussy you gave to the world. I don't care. God bless the dead. i never forget when Compton was arguing with man. And Barbara looked at Compton. She said, my mother, she looked at Compton. She said, I don't give a fuck. What goes on in this world? She said, you won't remember what you did. She said, because I've never closed my door to your ass, no matter what. And I remember Comp froze in his steps. Until this day, before Comp died, until this day, 
if my kids or me was ever hungry, if my children or man's children or any one of them needed anything, and Comp was there, Comp would be right there. I didn't learn that until years when I grew up. I was sitting there talking to my mother. And when Comp and them came to, you know, New York and stuff, she never turned Comp and them away of anything. Food, money, whatever. Curse them out like they were one of her children. For real. I mean, when Junie died, Compton and baby brother. Every mother on that block stood there. I remember when Vincent died. Andre and Jim, baby brother. It was like all the young brothers were dying at one year. It wasn't right back to back, but it was... Just all the baby brothers, Jim and them brother Andre. And they named Polo after Andre. I'll never forget that. I mean, yeah, they brother passed. Um, Junie, my brother Horse. All of the babies, the young brothers. And let me tell y'all something that was so amazing for those mothers. Because you had Ren, you had Phil. Phil passed. Ren, Ren went to jail. He was gone so long, you would think he died. But those mothers came together in the prayers and whatever else they did. I believe Philip was the last one to die on that block that was a baby boy. Now, some say that, just giving you a side note, some say used to be a woman and a man that would come on the block and they hypnotize you because that's what they say when the circus used to come in, the little sideshow used to come in, they would come on the block and hypnotize you and, you know, you would wind up giving away your money or your valuables. And they said when this woman, right, gypsy woman, they, now this was one of the old legends, and they said that when she got found out that she cursed the block, right, some would say. But then others say it was the sins of the fathers and mothers that came on there. Now, who's to say? I never questioned it. I never, you know, because every, every community has their tales. They tall tales or their myths or legends. But whatever it was, those women all got together and they made sure it didn't happen no more. And I remember the lady had a beautiful brooch, right? It was a beautiful brooch. Now, some say it was used to hypnotize you. I don't know. I don't. I was a little girl. This was back then where you would have the, the carnival in Roy Wilkins Park, and they had that ride kick booty on there. And, you know, this was back in the day. I remember begging for my brother to take me, my brother man. And, by the way, once again, happy birthday, man. And, um... But it's your character. And man would took me and, you know, everybody else was like, ain't you worried? You got your, your son and your little daughter? Because I think I was in third, fourth grade then. And she said, they're going to be all right. She said, everybody around there know those my chaps. And they sure did. When we got there, people was like, hey, what's up? Yo, tell your father. And them. I said, what's up? Tell your mom and we be over there this weekend. She's still having that fish fire and Ella and them. Yeah. So if we were hungry, they'd be like, 
You 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 want some? Yeah, can we we kids? Kids don't ever turn nothing down. Yeah, we are, can we get a hot dog? Yeah. Even when we were coming up, Lisa Washington's grandmother owned a diner, and we would go over there and get them sausages and biscuits, baby. That was something. Seventy five cent, seventy five cent back then, and we would break our neck to get that seventy five cent so we can get that sausages and biscuits. And if we didn't get it, Rob or Ricky, God bless the dead, would give it to us because we done ran the errand for him or we done went somewhere and did something or we done went and gave somebody a message. No, not drugs. Be like, yo, tell him I'm going to be over there at 3 o'clock. Say it back to me. 3 o'clock. Here, take this dollar. Be like, okay. So, shit, of course, we kids. We going to find a way to make our goddamn money. So, and we did. You know, but it was your character. Your character spoke volumes. If you were in distress, if you were in some kind of situation, your friends stand beside you 10 toes deep and they didn't waver at all. I'm standing with my people. And do you know that even now, as I'm grown and I see folk that watch me grow up, or I see people that, you know, hung with my mom and them. And they'll say, that's, that's Bobby and them babies right there. Mm-mm, mm-mm, they good. They, who, who, Bobby and the baby? No, baby, they, they wasn't them. And we be standing there like, yo, we didn't even do that. I know they didn't do it. Matter of fact, I'm going to walk down there to her mom and them right now. Come on. Because I'm going to tell you they didn't do that. And that, your character, how you move, what you do. Things you do, how you treat people speaks volume. My father told us you treat the janitor just like you treat the CEO of a building. You don't disrespect nobody. Not because of their status, their color, their sexual orientation. You don't. You were raised that way. Bruce and them lived next door, house full of nothing but gay men and lesbians. But we'll go over there, and I remember they'd tell my mother and them, why you got your kids over there? Them people, you know them people? She said, what about them fucking people? They watched this while my mom went to work, while my pops was away on playing, getting gigs out, outside of New York. They watched us. If our lights was off, they'd run the cord. They ain't running around and say, oh, I got to pay like this bitch. No. Bobby, y'all ready and y'all? Yeah. Are we over here and we done cook? Send them chaps over here. They didn't go and say, oh, we're going to touch your kids or anything like that. No, no. They were there. And I remember my father, right, was messing around with this woman. And Bruce saw him. Bruce went up to my father and told him, when I go home, I'm going to tell her. So you going to walk with me or should I bring her back? My father didn't take heed to it. He said, man, mind your business. I'm over here doing something. Child Bruce got home, came but got my mama and took her right around. And he said, this is her and the heifer live upstairs. <laughs> he didn't care. Your character says a lot. So whenever there's a situation or something, my character, my folks, my friends, my tribe, my village, stand next to me and say, if this is the war you want, we standing next to you. They don't fold or fumble. 
I remember I was arguing with somebody in Atlanta and Slim and all of them, daring all of them. They stood, they pulled up. What's going on? They used to call me Ford. And I was like, yeah, this motherfucker. They said, okay, we here. What, 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 what needs to be done? Even now, as being grown and a full-fledged adult, do you good? Yeah. All right. They have stood by me through thick and thin, and I have also with them. Your character, the way you treat people, you on this spiritual journey, or you're changing your life, or you healing people, or you reading people, make sure your character is intact. How you treat people, from the waiter, to the waitress, to the bellhop, to the janitor, to the homeless man. I used to... Every day when I would, <laughs> I lived in Atlanta. Y'all know Copper John. I always talk about him. Bless his soul. But even in Queens, when I had my shop, there was a homeless man. I would sit there and talk to him. I'd offer him a sandwich. And he would always give me, the word of the day is, stay diligent. He would just come by and just give me a word. See, growing up, we had a woman that walked around. I don't know if you're from Queens, but if you do, I'm going to take you back. There was a woman back in the day. They called her Papa Shoeshine. She ain't never wear shoes. Dressed in all white. Light-skinned woman. She might have been white. We never really knew. And if she talked to you, it was something that you would never forget. Because Papa Shushan really didn't talk to people. But that's what they called him. Papa Shushan, the prophet, would walk around South Jamaica. And when my mother, i never forget the day my mother died, Papa Shushan stopped to talk to me on Jamaica Avenue. I was shocked. Because this lady never, I've seen her all my fucking life. She talked to me. She said, where your road ends, a whole new journey begins. Stay focused. I said, huh? She said, stay focused. Saying, remember everything that was told to you. I didn't know what the fuck she was talking about. I'm going to be honest. I said, the lady with no shoes, Papa Shushan spoke to me. I'm telling everybody. It's like, for real? I was like, yeah, what she say? Child, a hospital called me while I was in the house. I was changing my clothes. They said, your mother was just grown in the emergency room. I said, okay. They said, she's not taking her medicine. Because critical is my mother didn't want to take her medicine. I said, okay, one of us is going to be up there. 20 minutes later, your mother has just passed away. What? Wait, what? And I looked out the window and the sky opened up and it poured rain. I mean, rain. No lightning, just poured. And they said in New Orleans, it did the same thing. And my aunts and them looked when they saw that rain and they said, Bobby gone. And everybody looked and was like, what? Bobby gone. And the reason I'm telling y'all this. So I get my niece, Samantha, Didi and Shaba, tell them to hold their hand and they corner each and I said, y'all go down there because my brother wasn't answering the phone. And Monique, when I did get her uh, next door, uh, the kids were already down there. And while Samantha was walking, she was crying. So Ninja and them asked her what was wrong. And she said, my grandmother just died. 
It wasn't two seconds. Ninja was at my door. He said, yo, you good? You need anything? I said, well, he said, I just heard your mother died. My brain wasn't nowhere to be. I, I was out. I, the world and everything else had just shut down for me. I was just walking, doing a routine thing. Um, I called Monique. I said, yo, my mother just died. Tell me. My brother takes off his clothes and jumps in the bed and start crying. I knew my father was going to lose it, so I had to get down there because I knew the kids, whatever version they had or knowing them crying, that wasn't going to help. So while I was walking through the projects, everybody and their mother was like, we praying for you. We love you. Oh, my God. We're sorry. Yo, I did not know my mother was that well known anywhere in this fucking world. I'm going to be honest. And when I got to the house, my father was sitting on the bed holding my mother's shoes and her hat. My mother would wear my brother's old uh Nikes and she had a straw hat and she would go out there and do the yard, do the garden. And my father was sitting there. He said, my best friend is gone. I'll go downstairs. My brother's crawled up in the fucking baby position. I said, man, I don't, I can't do this. I can't do this by myself. I got to find Robert Earl and Denise because I can't do this. And when I went to the front door, there was a semi-crowd in front of my house. Cars was pulled up in front of my mama's house. They said, we're here, whatever you need. I said, what? Then the reality hit me. My mother was gone. But also, what Papa Shushan said. My world may have been ending, but a new one was beginning. And to stay focused. Those words hit me like a ton of bricks. And I sat on my mother's step and cried like there was no tomorrow. I didn't mourn. I was just crying. I didn't mourn until months later. I was waiting at the bus stop because I was going to work. And I only had maybe about 5 or $6. And in my head, I uttered those words that was in my head. I said, oh, when I get home, I'll ask my mother for money. She'll give it to me. I ain't worrying about it. I'm at the bus stop, y'all. Over there, going toward Queens Boulevard. I sat down on the ground and cried and said, my mother is no longer here. My ex-husband, Craig, our blessed dad, had to come and find me and tell me, come on, let's go. Your character speaks volumes. The way you treat people, the things you do, and how you help people. If you're doing it from your heart, there's no pictures, videos, or you have to tell someone. And if someone tells you their story and they entrust it in you, you don't need to make a live and talk about it. If something happens, and you know you're not cool with that person. The best thing you can do is light a candle and say a prayer for them. I pray for everybody in the morning. I even pray for y'all that's listening. Trust and believe that. So when it's time for someone to stand next to you or people to be in your corner, you will never be alone. Real talk. You will never be alone. Those are cultivated friendships. Those are, this woman, this person has helped me when no one else was. They, even if you just came in the room and turned on the light.
because they may not have known where the light switch was. Even if you said, hey, no, I love you. You're beautiful. Might have brightened up someone's day. That you didn't even know the darkness or the demons that they were fighting. People will remember the one small thing that you did for them. Because that one thing impacted their lives. Once again, when all this stuff took place, you know how many people said, I got you. If you want to get involved, we stand in with you. But you don't have to. That's not your fight. Stay over here. I got you. What you need. You good. Yeah. Okay. Tap out, D. I got you. So, remember that. Remember, your character speaks volume. The way you talk to people. The stuff you do. No. <clears throat> that. Excuse me, I'm sorry. <clears throat> know that. People look at you and they remember those small random acts. Tell you a story also, because I love sharing my experiences. Like I said, October is Hoodoo Heritage Month. And this is to tell the stories and the things that were passed down to you. Not some shit you get off of Pinterest or, or Google. No, these things passed down. <clears throat> Man, when all those things happened and I was growing up and being an adult in Atlanta, you know how many people vouched for me, stood up for me. I still, sometimes I still get amazed. Even now. And I remember taking my then godfather Angel with me. We was down in Atlanta. And, you know, he was explaining to them. He was like, eventually she's going to get crowned and initiated. And Billy and them said, whatever she do, we stand by. We love her. And Angel was, you know, he was shocked. He was like, okay, so tell me some of the things. And he was like, man, shit, we family. We all come from different parts of the world. But we family. Even now, I think of Ozzy. I never forget when Ryan hired Ozzy, right? Ozzy comes in. He's like, and hey, who are you? <laughs> I said, why? What, what you want? Ozzy Bear was a breath of fresh air. Never forget, though. He was married, married to a woman. And I said, how you married to a woman and your ass gay? <laughs> he said, I don't know. She's stupid. <laughs> he'll crash a car. He'll do all that shit. Ozzy didn't care, but Ozzy had a beautiful house. They made sure. Ozzy family came for money. And Ozzy came for money. And Ozzy hung around people that had money. So he, he said, I should tell her, right? I said, yeah. And Ozzy's thing was, he was scared that his father wouldn't accept him. Let me tell you about some parents. I can't speak for all. It's those that know. And I looked at him for some strange reason. I said, your father going to love you no matter what you do. He said, you think? I said, Trust me, I, I believe that. As he went there to the house, the girl was sitting there. Her English wasn't that good, but it was good enough. And she was like, where he was? He's like, with my man. He said, you can have a house. They ain't have no kids. He was like, you can have a house. You can have this house. You can have a car. But I'm gay. 
She was like, wait. He said, you're the only one that don't know. She's like, but you know now. This, the car is yours. He gave us some money. She was like, I'm going to tell your father. He said, okay, yeah. He said, but I'm going to be happy. And he did. He did. I will say after that, as he lived his life, the way he saw fit, for real. We went to the Bahamas. We first went to Florida and we went to the Bahamas. Even back then, I was a vegetarian. I was like, look, we're going to eat some goddamn chicken. I said, no, I don't eat meat. Today, you're going to eat meat, God damn it, Because we need our strength. Because we don't know where the fuck we was. And we was over in goddamn Florida. We was dancing with the seniors, man. We was all over Florida. Florida owed us nothing. And then we flew to the Bahamas. And baby, we had a time. We did. We enjoyed it. We had fun, honey. We lived our lives. We was broke when we went there. But baby, we got there. We got money. And we had fun. We went jet skiing. We had fun. And we came back and talked about everybody. <laughs> For real. Oh, we had fun. We had a time. We did. And I'm forever grateful. Ozzy would read people's fortune through the cigar. And through the egg and the water. And the bowl. I remember when, like I said, your character. I was living in New York. Ozzy was then in Atlanta. And he had called me because the next day was my birthday. And he was like, what you doing? I was like, nothing. I said, you know, I'm just going to go to work. It's nothing to do. He said, okay. He said, don't worry. I got a surprise for you. I said, I ain't coming down to Atlanta yet. I can't afford it. He said, okay, don't worry about it. Child, that night, I spoke to Ozzy that morning, that night, Bitch, where you at? I said, huh? That nigga pulled up. Him and friend. He said, come on, we're going. We're going to hang out. Come on. And I enjoyed my birthday. We was all over. Then the second time he came up, as he would shock me and just pull up. Here it is. My friend Rach, same thing. I remember mean, when I first moved to Atlanta, I couldn't find a job. I was stressed. Rachel was on the next thing smoking. Red off flight. She said, come on. She said, I don't have time for you to. That is something. When your friends will pull up to make sure you're good. When your friends, your tribe, your village speak about you in rooms that your feet may never touch. When your friends, your village, your tribe, make sure that they guide your children in the right way. Not gossiping, not manipulating. No, guide, speak, encourage, enlighten, inspire. See, Shell and all of them are like that. They be like, nah, you know, that's your mom. We ain't doing that. And you know, I'm going to tell her about this conversation, but I love you because that's my girl. Not, don't tell your mother. Nah, they don't do that. They don't. There's no jealousy. There's no controversy. There's no competition. None of that. We girls. We fam. We 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 with each other. But mind you, it had to be cultivated. You're going to go through your bumps and bruises through that. But if you really love this person and this person means everything to you, Every beef, everything we had, that shit never hit social media. 
that I'm showing up. What's up? Let's talk. Didn't hit social media. Nisi, all of us, didn't hit social media. To apologize with not only words, but action. To say, yo, we girls, we sisters, we got years under this. Not, I don't fuck with her. Oh, nah. No, there's no competition. There's none of that. Even the brothers. Slim, all of them. I remember when I first met Slim. <laughs> my baby daughter and her friend Vanessa was snuck to the fucking movie theater while I was at work. And they got stranded. There were no buses or nothing. So I'm standing there like, damn, how I'm going to find Poppy ain't answering the phone. How I'm going to find out. I looked at Slim. I said, I know I don't know you. And I'll give you gas money. He said, nah, you don't got to give me gas money. He said, come on, let's go get your kids. And he looked at them. He said, y'all need y'all ass whooped. He said, if your mother don't beat you, I'm going to beat you. But whenever Slim needed me, I was right there. I have a great love for him. And I'm going to always have a great love for him. Because whenever he needed me, I was there. See, it's reciprocating as well. It's not just one-sided. This ain't a seesaw. I'm be up and you gonna stay down? No, we gonna rise together. A rising tide lift all boats. We all rising together. Porterfield. Like, yo, these are people that came in my life right hand and I point theirs, they point mine. But they love me so much the same way I love them to say, we gonna show up. Because we here. My girl is in distress. We here. What's up? Not one time can I say, and I'm going to say it, and it's not bragging or anything. And if you think it's bragging, then it's not the podcast for you. But I can't say, yo, I'm alone. And I'm not going to say, yo, I did it by myself. I got it out the mud. But I ain't do it by myself. See, some people there, oh, I did it by myself. I didn't. I had help from everybody. Each part of my life, somebody was there to either guide me, inspire me, encourage me, uplift me, to chastise me, correct me. But it's all in love. All in love. Let me tell you, when they tell you that scripture, God will make your enemies your footstool. He ain't lying. He ain't lying. Because see, what you meant for bad, God flipped that. And turned that shit into a blessing for you. People will dog you out. See, I don't have a problem with burning bridges because I know how to swim. Right? Real talk. I don't... Once you, you hurt me and you hurt me to the core, I give space to everybody. Because there's... Maybe you need to get something off your chest. Right now, I'm not like that, but I give it to those people. Hey, you know, if I did something wrong or you feel something was out of context, call me. I'll, I'll, I'll give you space. But I'm going to also reply, too, because it's a two-way two street. It ain't just you running up and down, hollering like a chicken with his head cut off. No, baby. But at the end of the day, if you know you hurt someone, and your character was shaky with them and they kept it a hundred. Don't 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 spin the block. Keep going. Take that L, delayed wins, whatever you want to call it. Keep going. 
But see, some people, because they don't like to hold themselves accountable and things like that. There's a reason why I'm saying this. Because they don't, they, they do that lack of Sunni shit. You know, they don't hold themselves accountable. Everybody wrong, they the only ones right. Yeah, okay, I get you. Stay in that bubble. See how, see how lonely it is. But see, I, I know I hold myself accountable. If I fuck up, I'm going to let you know. I'm going to let you know. Yeah, I fucked up. I apologize. Change it with action. But not everybody is forgiven, so I'm, I'm okay. You know, some people you just can't forgive, for real. You'll forgive for yourself to move on because you don't need the whole life. But some, some connections, nah. But I give you space. But don't think we're going to be sitting there holding hands yelling kumbaya because that's never going to happen. It never belongs to the creator. It don't belong to man. But when people speak to you or speak well of you in a room full of enemies and they still speak well of you. When people show up and talk about you in rooms that your feet will never go. When people call you and say, hey, I see what's going on. I got you. When people make sure they send you morning texts, I love you. For six years, I have a godson that will hit me up like clockwork and send me blessings. I got a good, good friend that I call her my niche every morning. I love you. Have, have a great day. You're awesome. Some days I jump the gun and send her something, but she always does it like clockwork. You get texts. You get inspiration. Some people will send you something and say, hey, lunch is on me today. Well, hey, I thought about you. You are blessing to me in so many ways. Let me bless you. You'd be amazed. Not those people that, oh, I remember when I gave her $100. No, not at all. Not those people. People that just they not on their post saying, oh, my God, I gave this to Ifa Bayo. No. Never left their lips. I know and grateful for the tribe, the village that I'm now in. Now, mind you, I was in some villages that were questionable. I was in some tribes that didn't like black people. I was in some tribes that didn't give a fuck. All they wanted was your money. Oh, yeah, I, I done been through some tribes and villages. But when I start working on me and healing me and focusing on me and setting boundaries and letting shit go instead of running around dragging people and being the fucking mouth and not being invited to places and showing my characteristics and hang around those people that are miserable and all of that. You know, the greatest compliment, I used to think the greatest compliment is someone says, oh, I appreciate you. I, the greatest compliment to me that I ever received is we respected them because we have love for you. What? That's something. I don't know about y'all, but it was something to me. Stand on your morals and principles. Be authentic. You don't be, need to be no one else. But let your character speak volume. The same way you treat the janitor, you treat the CEO. If you know you can't, Help and pray, but make sure you respect those because they in turn will respect you and your name will be kept out of conversations that are messy, non-productive, that are problematic, 
that have issues that are all negative, your name will not hit that circle. I'm living, breathing testimony of that. Remember that. I love y'all. Stay patient. Stay pure. Stay honest. Stay authentic. And stay you.